All right. This is Mini Flicks number 41. Playing it fast is it, and loose. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. It is, right? Yes, it is. Probably. Just trying to make you doubt yourself. So. <laughs> I've been d- dying for some new stuff and direct to home video, if you will, these days. Um, I watched this movie called Big Orexia. And I wanted to know one, do you have a clue what this movie is? And two, well, yeah, let's start with that, and then I'll ask the follow-up question. I have not a clue. Yeah, I could guess, but I don't want to. <laughs> have you guys ever heard of the production company called Generation Iron? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. So I'll give you a little backstory on Generation Iron, and then I'll tell you what Big Bigorexia is. Um I love Generation Iron movies. They, the first movie they came out with was called Generation Iron. Um, they're basically like they're they're a movie production company, and they they really cover the bodybuilding community in particular. They've also done a couple on MMA. So this is um, like it's it, this is like pumping iron, but like for the new generation. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's because I have seen Pumping Iron, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And, and to that point, right, there was pumping iron and then a lot of garbage, like people making bodybuilding movies on VHS. And then when Generation Iron came out, I was like, oh, shit, this is the first documentary or like coverage of bodybuilding that's not fucking weird and examines things like in an interesting way since pumping iron. So that's really what I like about Generation Iron movies is like. There's this subculture there that often gets dehumanized because they look like kind of circus freaks. And I think GI does a really good job of humanizing like the bodybuilding community. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in all their movies, they tend to try to explain the, the human motivation and like the sport of bodybuilding. And, and then they start to poke holes into those motivations just enough for you to come out wondering, like, is it okay for you to do these types of things to be excellent at this sport? And like, or is that, is that too much? And I generally leave all their movies loving them because I leave asking questions or thinking like, if I cared that much about a sport or a thing, would I be willing to go to those extremes? Um, and that's really this, they've done a bunch on like straight up bodybuilding, some about like the bodybuilding culture and steroids, some about natural bodybuilders, some about women bodybuilders. This one's about um, a condition called bigorexia, which is essentially the opposite of anorexia, right? So, um, and they're really examining whether it's like a legit mental disorder or if it's just some like extreme form of vanity or somewhere in between where like lines blurred somewhere in between the two. So um, now when you say the opposite of anorexia, do you mean like as far as like musculature goes or like they, these people just want to be really big? Yes. Both. <laughs> so that, yeah, both, I guess is the bottom line because I mean, it basically much like any, documentary that's going to dive into a topic the way they're the way they do it in this movie is that there are you know characters and they and they examine a couple different types they have like the people that are like the mass monsters that are like these huge this one guy that they follow his name is um craig goliath i mean he's huge he's like 365 pounds and he's super insecure like he wouldn't take his shirt off 
to lift weights with the camera on because he thought he looked too small. So you have like that extreme. Um, and then there's the other extreme where there's this Russian dude named Kirill Tereshin. You guys might have seen him on the internet. He's like this skinny dude, but like he injects synthol into his, it's like oil that he injects into his biceps. So his biceps are like the size of watermelons, but he's like this skinny dude and it's a really strange look. So, I mean, the movie starts off, um, one of the characters they follow, like I said, they kind of follow a bunch of different flavors of people. Right. And one of them is like a guy that has come to terms with the fact that he has bigorexia and you get, punched in the fucking face when this movie starts because it's like this guy and he gets up and then he goes lies down face first into a bed and he's ass naked from the waist down and his ass and his legs are all scarred up and shit and he's getting uh he's getting bandages taken off and he's getting treatment it's because he was an aspiring bodybuilder and got an infection from doing steroids from injecting his own needles or whatever and he's had to have like all types of it got it got infected to the point where he had to get like parts of his muscle and his ass and like legs and everything like the infection kept spreading and had to get it cut out so this is like the one person they follow it's like yeah like too far is too far i'm a recovering bigorexia person then they follow the guy that's like i don't give a shit i'll do this until i die um so yeah i mean i wanted to like i can dive into each of the people and that maybe maybe that's helpful but but on the surface, like get, get your immediate gut take for like a movie that examines something that's pro- you guys know I'm a closet meathead, but this feels like it's out <laughs> of your wheelhouse. My, my, my gut take kind of has nothing to do with like the meathead part of it. It's more of like I find it very interesting to kind of shine a light on like something that's like, you know, like a body dysmorphia kind of thing that like you don't hear about as much. Right. Like as, as opposed to like anorexia. Um but I I have such a low tolerance for like watching that kind of stuff because it just I, I can't do it. You know, it's it's like people like people just like wrecking their bodies, whether it's, you know, being anorexic or whether it's bigorexia, you know, the opposite. I, I just like it. I just can't do it. Like so. So that's like I feel like I this sounds very interesting. And at the same time, I know, like, I don't think I could ever watch it. Like it would it would just be too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I'm part of me is very curious about it from like the clinical psychological angle. Right. Only insofar as like I know it's very I don't want to use the word trendy, like and and I want to choose my words carefully here, but like, you know, there's there's like the internet and like I don't know, I'll call it culture, or whatever, has a tendency to like syndromify a lot of things these days. And yeah. I would be curious to know like what a medical professional's take on this is like, uh, like, which is to say, like, I don't, I'm not saying like, it's not legit or there's not something real going on here. But, um, you know, I, like I said, I would be, I, I, I'm, and I'm curious to know, like in, in this, do they talk to, you know, psychologists and stuff like that about, about these, you know, or do these people talk to psychologists? I'm, um, I'd be curious. The guy who is, you know, getting all carved up because he had an infection and is officially off off all the substances is seeing like a, a, a therapist every single week. So that that's how he's dealing. And he, at the end of the movie, they show him going out and giving talks like you would at AA or whatever support group and basically telling these young kids like, 
don't do this. I've had to have like chunks of my ass chopped off and I was going to die. And like, I have a kid and this was really dumb just so I could be a great bodybuilder. Um, and they do interview some psychologists in the movie and then straight up some medical doctors that are like anybody that does this stuff, like you're putting your health at risk. Um, and it's not so much about doing the performance enhancing drugs. It is about the sport of bodybuilding that I find fascinating in that like it's kind of impossible to compete at that sport. It's one of the sports where like performance enhancing drugs are expected. You, right. you can't you can't win Mr. Olympia and not be on performance enhancing drugs as opposed to like some of the major sports we watch. So I find it interesting, the examination of it. Like one of the characters is this kind of up and coming fitness influencer type of guy who claims he's not on any performance enhancing drugs. I don't believe it, but, um, but he has some pretty big, he's not that big, you know, he's very muscular and they basically follow him from training one year, losing a show and then trying to train for a whole year to compete in the next show in which he loses. And he thinks he doesn't look good, but this guy is just fucking yoked. Um, and they talk to like a medical doctor who's like his nickname on YouTube is like the steroid doc. And he's basically there to educate some younger people on like why you, why you shouldn't do that. And if you're going to do it as a bodybuilder, like here is maybe a better approach to doing it. Like get your blood drawn and make sure it's being done with medical supervision and blah, 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 blah. But like you kind of can't get this stuff legally. Right. So it just ends up being the cycle where you take it, you look pretty good. And your immediate thought is, well, if I take more, I'm going to look more gooder. Uh, and it starts to lead to this thing where it gets a little wacky. Uh, there was one woman they followed in the movie that was like, her name, you guys should Google her. Her name is Amazonka. She started off as a normal looking woman and she kind of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger now. Like she's <laughs> kind of sounds like a thing I don't want to Google. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I, I will. I actually have a question um, that I, I'm wondering if they address during the film. Yeah. So the more you talk about it, the more I realize, like, you know, the movie like you said, is like, it's both about the world of bodybuilding and about this condition, bigorexia, right? Yeah. And I understand how they would be intertwined, but part of me wonders, like, which one, how do I put this? Which one drives which one? In other words, is it a thing where someone is a bodybuilder and then in the course of bodybuilding, some people get this condition where they're like, I'm not big enough, I'm not big enough, I'm not big enough? Or do you start out being like, I'm not big enough, like my body's always too small, like you see yourself weird. And then at some point you're making yourself big and it's like, well, fuck, like I might as well be a, like you naturally get into bodybuilding because at some point you look like a bodybuilder in, in the in process of trying to become big. In this movie, see, I, they have like 12 movies out and I've seen them all and I love their bodybuilding movies for that reason because they always actually, this is the only if you watch all other movies and things about bodybuilders they focus on the train like generation iron comes right at you with the steroids like mm -hmm. they talk about it a lot and often and i like that because it's always been like the dirty secret in that in that community right sure um but in this movie it's more about like they've always felt like they were too small all of them 
this one, they all happen to be around bodybuilding of some way, shape or form with the, this is the thing. It's like the first like bunch of people it's about bodybuilding. And then they hit the people that are like doing synthol, which is like totally scary. And you're essentially like just injecting poison into your body. You, right. Some of the, like one of these guys injected his chest muscles so much. It looked like he had like, like fake boobs. Like, right. It feels, it, it feels like similar in a way to like, people like you know like that um like russian or ukrainian girl who like got all that plastic surgery to look just like barbie like it's like like it's like it's almost like it's it's like its own thing almost yeah so i think you kind of hit the nail on the head though is like this is one reason i really like generation iron documentaries is because they're going to show you the disturbing shit but they're going to make you come out of there with the with more questions because they're going to show you a range of people Right. In the movie. So in this one, they showed the very far end, which is you got to Google this guy, Kirill Tereshin. It's got like he's shaped like he's shaped like us, but his arms are like watermelons, just his biceps. He's decided he just want. And the thing is, right, because he has these freaky fucking arms, he got super famous on Instagram and he's making a ton of money because he's famous on Instagram for these biceps. Now, as the film ends, it turns out, yep, you totally screwed yourself up and they had to take him out and they had to take out parts of all of his normal bicep and his tricep and whatever. You're looking him up right now. I looked so, him up and it was horrifying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so they really do go to that end. But there's other people like this Amazonka woman who is um, she just really likes it's funny is that she just really likes, she doesn't feel like she's too small. She just likes being like a big ass woman. And the, and the more interesting thing is she doesn't win the bodybuilding shows because she's too big actually. Um, you know, so it's hard to say what drives the behavior, but it seems that all of them at one point or another, some of them are like, were super skinny little twerps and they just always wanted to be bigger and they still cannot get past seeing themselves as twerps. Then there's the people that are like, yeah, I'm not doing steroids. I'm just going to inject myself with synthol. And that's really kind of mentally disturbing behavior, if you ask me. Um, and then you have people that just like care, like the first guy, it seems that he really got into it, not because he thought he was so small, but like he just wanted to be great at the sport and was w- willing to give everything and anything to be great at the sport until it really cost him. So, so they examine kind of all sides of it. And I've seen... They've had some duds. I've seen all their movies, and some of them have been duds. This is one of their better ones. I think the first two Generation Iron movies are both on Netflix, like, and they're not won't make you queasy at all. The first Generation Iron one follows um, this guy Kai Green, who's like kind of grew up in a rough neighborhood in Brooklyn, and he's competing for Mister Olympia against Phil Heath, who was like the seven time champion. Who was like it's kind of like a Rocky versus Drago story. Phil Heath has this fancy gym and he always wins. And Kai is like this kind of artsy guy from Brooklyn. That was an awesome movie. And they really dive into both characters pretty deep. Um, yeah. It but sounds, this is one of, this is one of the better ones. It, it sounds like from the description, like it's touching on s- uh, several different causes that have the same effect. Like right. there's like the body dysmorphia problem and then there's like the general insecurity problem. And then there's um, just like the, you know, competitiveness kind the, of the, just the competitive, yeah, exactly. bodybuilder. 
Right. But uh, they all kind of end up in similar areas where it's just like, well, ish, you know, they're also examining like the way they address the, the, the problem all, they all do it in different ways and they all have consequences in some way, shape or form. So would you say that you come out of these, like these movies, like make you come out of it with questions? I'm curious, like when you finished watching this movie, what were the questions that you, that you had in your mind as a oh, result? For me, it was more like why, like one, uh, is there anything that would ever cause me to go down that road? Not for, I, like, I don't have any body dysmorphia issues, but like, is there something in my life that would, that I would, in, that I wanted so badly that I would intentionally be doing something I knew was like, they all know what they're doing is bad for their health. They're actively making that choice to do it for whatever the outcome that they're seeking. Mm-hmm. Like this guy who's like 370 pounds and insecure. And he's like, some of that is being dr- driven by insecurity, but it, it, it's kind of very, I don't know. It's circular, right? He's getting bigger. He's getting attention. And then at some point he's not getting as much attention as he was getting before. So he feels insecure. So now he's got to go get bigger and then he gets more attention and it just, it just kind of snowballs from there. Right. So I come out of this wondering like maybe not, not around my body, but like, is there something that would drive me to do something that I knew is intentionally not good for me? And could I get stuck in that loop? You know, right? something that's self-destructive. I mean, not to get, ridiculously like you know i'm not really saying this is the same thing but it's like you know the the common version of that that seems to come up a lot you know is sort of like social media influencing where it's like you're 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 doing stuff and there's kind of a cycle and you're kind of getting you know sort of up your own ass after a while (laughs) of like like what what am i even doing with my life yeah like kind of thing it's just like it makes sense is the thing right you can start to connect the dots where you're like oh yeah this big dude's getting attention and then he stops getting as much attention. So he like, I think this could happen with plastic surgery. I think this could happen with a lot of different things, right? You see it kind right. of, I told you guys, I watch a lot of botched, like you see this pretty commonly on botched where somebody's like, get some type of surgery. It looks good. They get a bunch of positive reinforcement on social media. Then that's that initial spike dies. They do something else and, and it just goes. So I don't know. That that was definitely one question that I came out of it. And two, like the other question I had is that they don't definitively tell you in the movie ever this is like a certified like mental health issue that has been like diagnosed. It's like we think this is and we're going to be the first people to talk about it. So I'm interested to like kind of follow along and see if that actually becomes like a mental health diagnosis or like if it's just like maybe two or three things tied together, you know, sometimes it's it's like OCD and something else or, or whatever it is. But um, first time I'd ever heard about it or like talked about it in depth like that. And then like the visuals were pretty intense. Yeah. And just 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 the couple I've Googled up to this point are pretty the synthol The synthol scenes were the most disturbing. The ones I, where I the people were like injecting inge- that stuff. Injecting it, yeah. Because you're not building like with the performance enhancing drugs, right? You're allowing your body to recover faster, put on more muscle, screw up with your hormones for sure, which is terrible for you internally. The synthol, you're not doing any of that work. You're literally no, instant muscle. You're just injecting oil to make it look bigger, 
but you're not any stronger. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you, you told us to Google that guy, Kirill, whatever his name is. And it's like when you Google him, like, you know, before you look at the images, the first results that come up are basically like how he had to get three pounds of jelly removed from his from his biceps because like it was killing like the tissue in his arm, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, that like three pounds of jelly, like Jesus Christ. Ugh. Yeah. And the guy made it apparently had like a million followers on social media. It lives in Russia. So he was just like making mad, you know, mad money out there. Right. Man, like his ex, his explanation was like, well, I was 23. I was, he was like 22. Didn't have any money. And always wanted to have big biceps. And when he ejected, like he got like a hundred thousand followers. He's like, I should do that more. And he just kept doing it and he kept getting more followers and more money and more like sponsorships. He's like, I should just keep doing this and I'll be this freak show. And that's fine. Man, we have just created like the most perverse reward system for for things, haven't we? I mean, that is an interesting thing I find in a lot of Generation Iron movies. It's not about the reward system, but um, I find the sport fascinating. Like people go to watch body like in mass like they're pretty popular the mr olympia show is is huge you know and people go in mass to see like these freaks you know like the dudes at least the women are not like they've totally axed women's bodybuilding now it's basically just bikini models so you don't have these like mass monster women that are just kind of like like amazonka yeah that, that that category got cut because nobody wanted to see it so the people want to see just an exaggerated version of like what jacked looks like or what hot looks like at these shows. And it, it floods the people, but you know, the human body is only capable of so much on its own. And then to like right. be the size of these men that people want to go see, like you, you have to be on the performance enhancing drugs and hearing it talked about openly in a movie is, is that's new sauce. You, you, you've never yeah. heard that before, you know? So is there any, any is there any justification or explanation for why the governing bodies around this don't do anything to like or do, or maybe they do stuff but like don't do more to try to curb this or take care of it or is that just not No no they don't try and stop you at all. Right so does anyone hold like so my question is why like why does like have- why do I have theories probably like what one is that like the, the first part is that they get more money and, and, you know, more people want to see them be freakish and the people themselves probably don't matter enough. Like meaning like if the people themselves had staying power and were like famous for a while, I imagine a lot of them die younger than they should because of all the shit they're putting in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And like, if that was more of a story, then I feel like the, the governing bodies would have to do something at that point, like kind of the way that the NFL very belatedly has had to do stuff with concussions or, um, you know, even even the way that wrestling, to some extent, has had to deal with like this spate of like suicides and things like that that have, you know, happened in. Yeah, you know, that's not even really a sport, but you know what I mean? Um, but it, it just uh... seems like with bodybuilding, like I, I just don't know, like the people I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, obviously a lot more about it than I do, Willie, since you've watched a lot of these documentaries and stuff, but it strikes me that those people, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger aside are like much more disposable. Like you don't necessarily hear about them after they're like done with the circuit. 
Uh, that and also, well, they're on all types of drugs. I mean, in any of these sports, in particular bodybuilding, they're not all abusing drugs. They're just taking drugs. Now, I guess there's a fine line between the two, and GI kind of peels that back, but there are people that are just like way overdoing it. And then there's other people that are constantly getting their blood drawn. They're figuring out, are my testosterone levels that of a 41-year-old man or that of a 19-year-old man? And essentially bringing it to the level of where we were all young and could heal in five seconds flat, right? Two, if you look at the other aspects of their life, they're about the most healthy human beings on the planet. They are so regimented. They're getting 10 hours sleep. Their diets are impeccable. They're taking in zero booze. They're not smoking. They're not doing Coke or weed or maybe weed, but like they're literally like every other aspect is in order to have that level of 2% body fat. Like they are fucking perfect in every other aspect of their life with the exception of the performance enhancing drugs. I don't think, again, I'll, I'll, you know, preface this with, yes, some people are just like drug abusers and they get sick and die. There's this one guy named Rich Piana, like he passed away a couple of years ago and he was in generation iron three or two. I can't remember. He just talked all about like steroids, 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 stories all the time. And how he was just like, going to live his life at 200 miles an hour. But yeah, like homeboy's heart exploded. Cause he just like took a pile of st- he was a drug he was a drug addict not just not a bodybuilder you know i mean he, he happened to like lift a lot of weights but he was a drug addict i think more so what so um so that's kind of one paul is i don't think anybody gives a shit it's just given that this is what the sport is uh number two there are natural divisions where you have to be drug tested and you have to be drug tested all the time and guess what the byproduct of one of those shows is? It's like fucking 50 people go to that and 50,000 people go to the regular Mr. Olympia. Like nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. They, they want to see the, the craziness. People want to see kind of these like superhuman versions of what a human could be. I um, just uh, went to Rich Piana's Wikipedia page and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it it has it has a lot of information about the condition of his body when he died, and it is oh pretty horrible. Like, yeah, his the, liver the ex- had to be de- destroyed, his kidneys had to be destroyed, his heart was a mess. Like, yeah, right. They said his his, his heart was twice as big as a normal man's. He had fatty yeah. liver. They said he had he had like necrotic brain tissue. So basically, like Jeez. his yeah, it, it is horrible stuff. Yeah. Really horrible I mean, stuff. That guy talked all the time about taking HGH. Like right. It said that too. Yeah. Basically, like, since he was 18, he was taking HGH and a lot of other stuff too. Which is fucking insane. Because when you're 18, your body has so much growth hormone already. Right. You don't need, like, this guy was just a drug addict, you know? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys have the stomach for it. I'd certainly recommend picking up another GI movie if, if you don't have the stomach to see this stuff. But um, I really like this movie. This was easily one of my favorite of the of the series they've made. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, like I, I might be interested in seeing like like the Watch original, the like one. yeah, like the first generation Iron because like like I said, I enjoyed pumping Iron a lot. Um, I mean, a lot of that was Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's just a fantastic personality in that movie. Um, yeah. Like young Arnold, 
But still, yeah. like it, it sounds like, you know, if they go into a lot of like the people like I like documentaries where they, you know, discuss a subculture and then kind of go into like the people who belong to the subculture. I mean, that's that's kind of fun to like get into like what makes those people tick and kind of the breath of, you know, different people who kind of go into or get into a certain uh, kind of subculture. <laughs> Uh, all I know is I've been waiting for the last, trying to find an opening for the last 20 minutes to make a joke about having GI issues. <laughs> Every time you said GI. <laughs> <laughs>